Welcome to WTMJ Conversations. It is my absolute pleasure to be hosting this Summerfest Soundcheck edition. And with me in the very special Kellner Green Room, it's the VIP Green Room at American Family Insurance Amphitheater. I am thrilled to be joined by Sarah Smith Pankeri, president of Milwaukee World Festival Incorporated, and the man behind the music, the director of entertainment at Milwaukee World Festival Inc., Scott Zeal. Welcome. Oh, Sandy, it's good to see you. Hi. It's good to be seen. It is getting to be Summerfest time. Thank you for taking any time out of your busy prep schedule. What is today's schedule like for you? You know, I leave my calendar open as we get closer to the festival because things come to us. Don Smiley always says, don't plan too much because things will get to your office. And that's exactly what's going on the past couple days. So lots of exciting things, but always that last minute troubleshooting. Well, Sarah, you mentioned Don Smiley. Explain to everyone who Don Smiley is and what that transition So Don Smiley is our chief executive officer and has a long, long history with Milwaukee World Festival, 20 years. He's celebrating his 20th festival this year. And Don really has been the visionary to invest over $160 million into Henry Meyer Festival Park, which was privately done through sponsorship and through the proceeds of Summerfest, as well as bonding over time. And really, Don's vision for a world-class experience is what a lot of us know as Summerfest today. And a great leader, he's put together a tremendous team and of course, I'm the beneficiary of that planning as I step into the role of president fully this year. So he and I work closely together and he will be exiting as CEO and at the end of 23 and then with us in 2024. And you have a long history with Summerfest itself. Can you give us a quick overview of how you've been involved with Summerfest in particular over the years? Yeah, you bet. So I was one of those yellow shirts in high school in 1990 something. And then Scott and I worked together 23 years ago when I came on as a full-time staff member after college and was here for a good long time, left the organization to move on to Marquette University and then eventually Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Milwaukee. Loved both of those experiences, but always had a huge heart for what we do here. And Don gave me a ring and said, hey, would you like to come back? And that was in 2015. And then I progressively um, moved on with the organization, now serving as president. So really, it's a story in which for us, there's so many people here that have given so much. So we really stand on those that came before us. I know Scott has a similar story even longer. I think Scott's been here longer than me, though, right? Tell us more. He's nodding. Tell us your Summerfest legend so far. I had the privilege of meeting Vic Thomas, who was working for Bob since the... Bob Babish. Yes. Bob basically was the entertainment director for the festival for 46 or 47 years. and That's a lifetime of work. Of music, yes. That's a body of work there. It's so crazy when he tells the story of about how he received a phone call about coming to interview for a job, had the job uh, a day later, and was here for 46 or 47 (laughs) years until retiring at the end of this last year. I met Bob in 1992. I grew up in Manitowoc. Bob grew up in Sheboygan. I was invited to come and sit on his couch and talk about filling a role as a contract person, a seasonal person on the entertainment staff. Bob and I talked about fishing. We talked about growing up on the lake. The phone rang. There was an important agent on the phone. He kind of waved me like, I got to take this call. I left on Monday. Vic, his assistant, called up and said, 
well, when can you start working? And I said, I didn't even know that was an interview. <laughs> and I've been with Bob ever since. He has taught me everything about the music business, building relationships, booking bands. It's been a crazy, crazy ride. And similar to the description that Sarah just gave in terms of her relationship with Don, Bob retired at the end of this past year. He has stayed on as a consultant for this year. So I don't have the bat phone. I have the Bob phone. If you need some advice, if you need someone like Bob who has relationships forever and ever and ever with agents and music managers to call somebody, I have Bob to call. What a legacy. And I love that both of you are carrying on this. It's almost like a baton has been passed and that both Bob Babish and Don Smiley can feel good that all of these decades of work that they have put in will continue. It will evolve but we'll continue with people that they truly trust with the legacy of Summerfest. You bet. And that is happening throughout our entire organization. So in finance and legal and marketing and sales, and we all have worked closely with those that are succeeding us and really have a great dynamic team. 50 people work on behalf of Milwaukee World Festival all as full-time staff. So we're a nonprofit organization that manages, develops, and stewards Henry Meyer Festival Park and hosts Summerfest, as well as we had 52 events here last summer. So to come out of the pandemic and host 52 events, is an incredibly meaningful for us to demonstrate the value of events in Milwaukee. And that means concerts here at the American Family Insurance Amphitheater. That means all the ethnic and cultural festivals, all the single day events and that support charitable causes. And of course, our new Northwestern Mutual Community Park. So for us, we look at, at when you say full body of work, you know, for us, it's a season. Summerfest, of course, is the pinnacle for us as an organization, but it really is the season. And that's why we hire 2,000 people. And that's why we bring all these vendors. And so it's the story of Milwaukee World Festival that is continuing to evolve and it's facing a really dynamic future given how much we love events in Milwaukee. Coming up on this Summerfest sound check. It really just makes our experience here at Summerfest exceptional. Summerfest Director of Entertainment Scott Zeal on how Summerfest is truly unique among all the world's music festivals. How sweet Welcome back to the Summerfest Soundcheck. I'm Sandy Max. Joining me today are the president of Milwaukee World Festival Incorporated, Sarah Smith Pancary, and the director of entertainment of Milwaukee World Festival Incorporated, Scott Zeal. Can you explain what it means in the perspective of all the other music festivals around the world, what it means to have a permanent structure for a music festival in the city on this beautiful lakefront? It's huge. It seems unique. It's it's very unique. I mean, music festivals around the United States and globally have grown. More events, more opportunities to see great live experiences. But most of those festivals are built on temporary sites. So I think our audience may take for granted how good and how clean and how organized our event is just because of the fact that everything is permanent. Everything over time has been built. Built up. We have the brand new amphitheater that is state of the art. It's probably the newest and nicest amphitheater in the country or in the world. So it's very unique and it really just makes our experience here at Summerfest exceptional. I think it also makes Milwaukee distinctive. Being the city of festivals is a legacy that we take very seriously and one that we believe drives tourism dollars, that drives activity on the lakefront, it drives recreation and jobs and really helps identify Milwaukee as a great place to live, work and play. 
place. So the fact that Summerfest and all the festivals and all the activity down here serves as a point of distinction is really important for Milwaukee's identity. And congratulations to you, Sarah Pancari. Fresh news that you have been named the chairwoman of the Visit Milwaukee Board of Directors. I mean, what a pleasure of an opportunity in terms of just the incredible opportunity Milwaukee has between the new expansion of the Baird Center downtown and that beautiful facility. I don't know that everyone really appreciates how placemaking that opportunity is going to be for our tourism economy, as well as, of course, the RNC coming next year. So it's the biggest convention Milwaukee will have ever seen. And you add the dynamic Peggy Williams-Smith and her team and how dedicated they are to sharing the good news of Milwaukee and this great board that we get to work together. It's going to be great. You love to be where the action is. Well, it's kind of the nature of this place, right? It's really funny. I was thinking about trying to bring someone along at the festival, which, you know, we know how to work crowds really. We can get through a crowd pretty quickly. (laughs) So you kind of have to say, I'll I'll meet you somewhere. (laughs) Because we do. We like to be where the action is. So let's talk about the music. We got three weekends Mm -hmm. of headliners at the brand sparkling new American Family Insurance Amphitheater. Mm -hmm. First of all, I would say the amphitheater is the crown jewel of the grounds. What was most important to accomplish with the renovation and how would that get achieved? So the renovation, kind of the kicker was we confirmed a amphitheater show of an artist that we were very excited and we tried for many years to get to come here. And our production people started talking to the band's production people and the band said, well, we can't fit our full sound and lights into your amphitheater because your roof is 45 feet high and most roofs at stadium shows are 60 to 65 feet high. So that was kind of the final... That was the tipping point to raise the roof for sure. Because you got to go big league because otherwise then that means you really aren't going to be able to get that caliber of artist. Yep. We've been fortunate. Bob Babish's relationships with certain promoters allowed for the Rolling Stones and Paul McCartney and Prince to come here and they basically had to take half of their show and leave it on their trucks because it couldn't fit into the amphitheater. So with the renovation and raising the roof to 65 feet, that allowed us for any stadium show, any artist with the biggest production can now come in here. So now it really continues to open up new doors for us. That was a very cold February day. (laughs) When we literally raised the roof, inch by inch, and engineers from all over the world came to help us do that. It was a major feat. It was crazy. It's better to do the two-day time elapsed thing versus standing out in the cold and watching it go five inches or something like that. Imperceptible in real right. time. So structurally, that was the main component. But when you're doing a renovation, you start with all of the backstage things that are important to the bands, the dressing rooms, the catering, the offices. That was round number one with the roof. And then the next year were all the patron-facing experiences restaurants, bars, restrooms, new seating and everything. So it really brought it over the top. Yeah. When you think about the legacy of the amphitheater, it lives on the corner of Lake and Lake. Built in 87, hadn't really been 
overhauled. I don't want to say that there wasn't maintenance, but it hadn't been envisioned into a new space for a long time. And so for us, it was really an important opportunity to look at the patron-facing amenities, look at the artist's requirements, as you said, Scott, and make those changes. It was a $51 million endeavor for our organization, which is the biggest commitment we've ever made. And what's exciting is that despite the pandemic, we're seeing it pay off with 20 concerts last year. I think we're going to do 20 again this season. And so again, it speaks to that full season of entertainment at the lakefront. It's not, well, Summerfest is certainly the next three weekends. We are talking about opening up with Janet Jackson, which was incredible. And again, multi-genre, lots of entertainment, lots of variety. And the design is something special to me. Sure, it's a fresh coat of paint and great that the artists are going to be able to bring their full sets and they're going to have nice green room access. But I think for the fans, my first time walking in for that Foo Fighters concert, yeah, that was the first show back after right. the pandemic, which was a magic occasion to walk in here and to see lyrics posted on the walls and just tributes to all of these artists who performed at Summerfest and been in this venue. Who came up with that design? We worked with a firm that came up with the design concept and then we worked with our team here to develop what went where. And I remember because it was right after we thought we were going to be down for about two weeks in March of 2020 when that was happening. Because if you remember, we were supposed to open the amphitheater in June of 2020. We were really moving because we were like, okay, we got to get this done. Timelines can lag and then they can speed up and then they can lag again. And so that was an activity that we were running at at that time because we needed to get it done. The other thing I'll put out there, the views, the views of downtown on the north concourses looking north, just beautiful views, but then also south. You can see all the way to the Basilica and beyond. And so it really is a special view of Milwaukee that unless you're in the building, you don't get. Coming up on the Summerfest soundcheck. Summerfest fans show up and for an artist that they love, right? I think that Milwaukee fans really bring it in a way that's special for the artist. Massive music fan and president of Milwaukee World Festival Incorporated, Sarah smith Pancary explains that Summerfest vibe, plus highlights of the first weekend of Summerfest. Welcome back to the Summerfest Soundcheck. I'm Sandy Max, getting you updated on this year's big gig and behind-the-scenes stories with the president of Milwaukee World Festival Incorporated, Sarah smith Pancary and the director of entertainment of Milwaukee World Festival Incorporated, Scott Zeal. Talking about how American Family Insurance Amphitheater celebrates music from the moment you walk in and see band names and song lyrics. I have to think that you have to love music to work at Summerfest in your positions. Yes. <laughs> How many ways can we say yes? Okay. Yes, we love it. Yeah, yes. What was your very first concert, Sarah? So the one I remember vividly is Boy George at the Mecca in 1983, maybe four, five. And I just thought it was magical. And the rest is history. That one, or there's a Lionel Richie performance at Alpine Valley that also gets thrown into the mix if you listen to my parents talk. But I was very fortunate. My dad worked in the media and somehow, I don't even know if those two things are related, but my mother had tapes from the board of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band at Alpine Valley. And I think she wore those out. So we were surrounded by music. It was really, really important and I mark milestones in my life by different music, for sure. Scott, <laughs> what was your very first concert? I still think there's a box in my parents' basement with the cut-off Quiet Riot t-shirts <laughs> with the stripes. They were opening up for a band that I never really knew called Black Sabbath at the Brown County Arena. There you go. So we put the Pontiac Bonneville <laughs> up on the road and went up. and So it's kind of confusing, too, because that was the same summer that my uncle took us to see the police on the last tour. Oh, that's really cool. Synchronicity tour. Wow. Was like a <laughs> so you get a wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
I've been holding back. I mean, I'm, you know, I've been holding back. But to see the police at their height, yeah. at their right. full on pitch. Right. That, that yeah. was when they were sitting. If you remember that MTV clip of Sting and Stuart Copeland sitting at the picnic table and they were totally at odds with each other and Stuart <laughs> Copeland took a thing of water. I do and remember. I remember. Yeah. So to be at one of the last concerts was pretty awesome. So we know your first concerts. Yes. What are the next concerts? Let's talk about Weekend 2 at the amphitheater. Well, another festival favorite. Another, another Sarah, another Sarah favorite. Thursday, um, yeah, June 29th. Uh, thank you is... for the getting the day. Dave Matthews Band. Oh, yes. So, you know, all perennial brings the music. He's so much fun. He's aging so beautifully. There's a new album that's really, really good. I think that some people might say, oh, well, I've seen Dave Matthews at Summerfest. And I think if you're a Dave Matthews fan, you know that that's not, you know, you, never you, you've never seen Exactly, exactly. So really excited to see Dave Matthews. And then, Scott? On Friday, June 30th is Odessa. And if you don't know Odessa, Odessa is really at the top of their game in the EDM electronic music world. And the reason that they've gotten to the point that we watched them go into amphitheaters and big festivals last year, they play a lot of instruments, they bring a small marching band in, and it's That's really cool. Fun. It's a great cool. eclectic mix. And that audience is really big and really loyal. On Saturday, July 1st is Boogie with a Hoodie, Trippy Red, yep. City Girls. Yep. And Kia Rep Princess. Very She's good. Really I, of course. No, I mean, it's four acts. Kia Rep Princess is local. So we have a local artist that's playing the big stage. And we try to do that. I think about past times that we've done that. And I think it really works well. And I mean, that's a big stage. So it's fun to have someone local who's making it continue to grow into the amphitheater. And will be seen by these fans. Yeah, exactly. Even larger bands. And because I think that is one of the beauties of Summerfest is that support of local music. Whether it's a fun cover band or also an up-and-coming artist or an established artist like a Brett Newski who's opening up for yeah. another band that people and fans from around the country and around the world who are coming get exposed to our local musicians. We find it's just a testament to Milwaukee, the community, the music scene, how many really talented artists are growing here and getting national attention. They're getting some recording contracts. They're getting connected with agents and managers. And a lot of it is just that people support live music. People support other artists, support other artists in their style of music. So it just helps it flourish. And she's an example of that. More music previews plus other activities at this year's 55th anniversary of Summerfest next on the Summerfest Soundcheck. I'm Sandy Max with the Summerfest Soundcheck, talking with our guests, the president of Milwaukee World Festival Incorporated, Sarah Smith-Pankeri, and the director of entertainment of Milwaukee World Festival Incorporated, Scott Zeal. We've previewed the variety of music you can hear at Summerfest on the American Family Insurance Amphitheater stage. How about some highlights for Weekend 3 at the Amphitheater? Highlights for Weekend 3. Uh, more to come on our Jimmy Buffett show announced for July 6th. Parrotheads want to know? Good. We'll be posted. We'll keep, we'll keep you posted. And then on July 7th, one of the true success stories. Scott was just talking about a local artist that is able to rise, but this is an example of an artist that's just skyrocketing. He is so on fire. Scott, go ahead. So, Zach Bryan, we caught wind of him last year, booked him on the Miller 
Chandler Light Oasis stage. The way I remember it, my merchandise guy called at 6 o'clock in the afternoon and said, that Zach Bryan guy, he just sold out of all of his t-shirts, hats, and everything. And there's huge lines for oh, him. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that before. It you? was, it was incri- incredible. They don't have anything to pack up in the van. <laughs> <laughs> so he performed in front of a big crowd last year on Miller on a free stage. And then we just became fans. And it just has grown and grown and grown and grown. And it hasn't stopped. And he's not a commercial country artist per se getting played on country radio. It's just a word of mouth. His fan base has grown because he he writes great songs and it got to the point where i kind of walked into sarah's office and then we walked into don's office and i said let's do it again let's put it in the amphitheater and it's proven to be a good decision so i think that's one of the things i've noticed over time is that the time in which an artist of course there's always going to be those quick up shots right but the more frequently artists are going off the charts right so the speed at which they rise has increased significantly and so you really do have to have your ear to the ground for the next big thing because the next big thing is going to be here faster than we ever thought possible and then we close the festival with imagine dragons with opening act ajr Mm -hmm. again another very unique pairing i was closing the deal with imagine dragons they were interested in trying out doing some shows with this pop band ajr and ajr three brothers great pop songs so we said why don't we try to do this at Summerfest as an experiment and it was proven itself to be successful so another unique pairing for our audience to see two great bands together so that's a great way to close it up so the way these things go we were locked and loaded on announcing imagine dragons and i remember i was in my car on a Saturday afternoon and Scott called and said, well, hey, there's this other thing we could do. That's how this works, right? It's all, it all is very quick towards the end and you have to take advantage of opportunities that come your way. And I think that was a good example of Scott's leadership and saying, hey, we can do this. The money's a little different. It's going to look a little different. We can't announce Monday, I see Tuesday or whatever the circumstances were, but it's exciting to see those pairings take place at Summerfest that aren't really taking place in mass anywhere else. And I think that back to our earlier conversation about the nature of the Summerfest audience being so incredibly excited and a band like Imagine Dragons, they want to come back. I mean, they have such a great time. This is one of the events that they look forward to performing. So they go the extra mile, like, how can we make things different? How can we make things special? And that's what we're always trying to do. And it seems like you are and have been for decades because I love those stories of Imagine Dragons started on a smaller stage and they would be considered a new band that year at Summerfest and how much they've grown because that's something I have always loved. I will make a point to stop by stages as I'm walking towards the car to make sure I hear different music and new music so I can maybe discover something and get exposed to a band that I would probably never buy a ticket to and go to a bar at 11 o'clock at night to go see. Right. <laughs> to try We're out. so happy to give you that opportunity, Thank Sandy. You. Really, it's, <laughs> really, it's an investment in time and money to go really make a risk and go see a whole hour and a half of a band that you never heard of before. But to walk by with a beverage in your hand and stop by and stand by the picnic table and hear new music to you, that is part of the real magic of Summerfest to me is to stroll around. And speaking of a cold beverage in your hand, new food at Summerfest? 
You bet. So Keg and Cast, a new area on the south end right across from Briggs, will have not only draft beer, including terrapin flavors, but craft cocktails. So we've got the Five Trails Whiskey Sweet and Sour and the Bourbon Ricky with mm-hmm. Barman Bourbon. So that's one of the new spots. What's another new spot for this year's Summerfest? Well, a new spot that we're really excited about. It's not food and beverage related, but it's called Sound Waves. And it's our new Midgate stage that is a dance stage. So we're taking a page out of our good friends at Pride Fest, who have an incredibly successful dance pavilion and programming nine days of DJs, all with different themes. So Scott, you can share more about this. This is really your baby. What's incredible, it's not only nine days of DJs, but they're all Wisconsin DJs. And it really runs the gambit. I mean, DJ Shauna, who's the Bucks DJ, we asked her to put together a show. So all these shows run from seven until midnight. The stage is open all day long, but the headliners are from seven to midnight. So Shauna is doing women in music over the decades. And Love it. her and two other female DJs will be spinning everything from like to Whitney Houston to Madonna to all the current Don't stuff. forget Rihanna. And Don't no, ever no. forget Rihanna, please. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I would say Donna Summer as well. Yes, Donna Summer. I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, Cindy Lauper. I'm thinking about all the fun things, the great female artists. It's like magic when you hear it on the dance floor. Anywhere. And you grab somebody's wrist and you just run towards the music. Uh, right. We've done that. You've been there, right? <laughs> and so the, the stage is the covered roof stage, so we're turning it into a dance pavilion. There's this massive, beautiful lighting system, LED video walls, a big sound system. So you're going to be immersed in your favorite music, come in, dance, hang out with your friends. It's going to be all day long, and then the themes at night will be specific. So women in music on one day. My favorite is the 80s and 90s spin, like happens at the Mad Planet. So a celebration of 80s and 90s music, an EDM night. Mr. New York is doing a R&B spin that has been very successful for him called Lovers and Friends. So it's like John Legend and Neo, a great mix. All of it is available on the Summerfest app or summerfest.com. I think that because it's going to change every night, I encourage anyone interested to go check it out. We're really excited about how this is going to play out, and the team has put a lot of time into it, so we're thrilled to see it come together. Great solution. What are some other 55th anniversary events or angles to this year's Summerfest. There's a daily happy hour. Between 4 to 5 every day of the festival, we will offer Miller Lite, Coors Light, and Miller High Life for $5.50 for a beer. So again, that 55 as many ways as we can. We've also named a fest fan of the past 55th. A woman named Gina Garbus has won the contest. And what was really fun was we asked our online community, tell us why. And we had over a thousand people respond within like the first day or so. So we had this incredible response and then whittled it down and did an online vote. And Gina has been named the Fest fan of the past 55th. Do we have an idea of what stood out about Gina? Her encyclopedic knowledge of Summerfest and the amount of shows she's been to, as well as it's a family affair for them. So they come as a family and her daughters actually became musicians given their exposure to music at Summerfest and performed at our 50th edition in 2017. We'll celebrate Gina as well. Well, there is more than music. I just least want to mention that there are other things going on at Summerfest. 
in addition to music, we talk a lot about what's the event within the event. So the Alumni Charity Challenge, which is a charitable competition among former collegiate athletes from the Panthers, the Golden Eagles, the Badgers, and the Green Bay team. They're shooting rounds and trying to raise money for their charity of a choice, right? So it's an event within an event. We're hosting the Cornhole that will air live on ESPN2. So the American Cornhole Association is doing a pro-am here. So it's how do we... Live on ESPN as two. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fun. It is. It is. And then, of course, the American Family Insurance House. American Family is currently building a house in which they host intimate performances with some headliners. And so it's really, really special. And anyone can go in. It's free. You can decorate some merchandise that you can take away with you. They have a beautiful deck. But they also, and Scott and the team, have put together these really, really cool intimate performances that are available for those fans that, that come by. So imagine having um, some of the headliners on the free stage stages going over to the house and the house it's spectacular it's a lodge that i would love to have people have claimed it for their own property let's just say that (laughs) or have tried yeah i love the rooftop it is slick yeah it's a very nice you walk in if you want to have your picture taken there's a old school photo booth that spits out a portrait of you and your best friends at the festival but basically it's an opportunity to see some great artists perform in a setting with you and 50 to 75 of your friends and not only is it stripped down or unique performance we do a question and answer with the band so it's funny because our host kind of studies up on the artist right and so there will be like these great questions like Stephen Jenkins this was a year yeah. or two ago of Third Eye Blind nobody really knew that he had some there were some family relationships and some time spent in Milwaukee and the host kind of brought this up and he was looking at him going <laughs> how'd <"What>? you know <laughs> so then he just started talking about things great intimate performance great Q&A and then everybody walks out with a poster and an opportunity to shake hands with the artist so it will be somebody who's performing that night and it's first come first serve people who are here early and want to get in line and have an opportunity to have a unique experience there it's it's really cool coming up on the Summerfest soundcheck we have been watching the growth of a singer songwriter by the name of find out the picks for the one must-see band of the president of Milwaukee World Festival Incorporated Sarah Smith Pancary and the director of entertainment of Milwaukee World Festival Incorporated Scott Zeal Sarah Smith, Pancary, Scott Zeal, thank you so much for joining me on the Summerfest Soundcheck. I just want to ask a couple more questions. First of all, an important one, how to get to Summerfest because you've added the freeway flyer again and have some other transportation options because you can't have fun at Summerfest if you can't get there. You bet. I wish I had that a couple weeks ago. That's great, Sandy. We've really taken an intentional approach this year and Summerfest.com, the getting here page, is your best resource. We want to make sure we have lots of options. So the freeway flyers are back. We couldn't be more grateful to our partners at MCTS and the county. It was just a terrific addition back from the south, coming from college, the north, Brown Deer. Those are $10 round trips each way and that flyer is going to operate similar to the way that it has in the 
past. From the west side, the BRT, the Connect One route, is now operational, and that's free. So if you go out to Watertown Plank, you can park, as well as picking it up along the route on Wisconsin Avenue. So great option there. In addition, we've got a designated pickup and drop-off for rideshare. Please consider using bar shuttles. A lot of people bike to Summerfest, and then people are like, oh, man, I don't want to do that. Well, if you can, it's it's kind of a fun way to come down, and you can use a bubbler, you can use your own bike. But then also, if you want to drive, and that's the way you're going to get here, I can't implore everyone enough just to do your research before you get in the car, because Milwaukee's growing, and there's different routes around the grounds that you want to make sure you know what's going to work best for you. There's actually routes with the best way, the second best way, and we're encouraging everyone, get off before the lakefront exit and go north. Use one of the great lots downtown. When you get to the lobby, there'll be a sign with a QR code you can use to get the best walking route from that spot. So there's very limited parking down here with us and in the third ward. We want to make sure everyone has the best experience possible on their way so that they can come have fun. Yay! Yay! We'll end on a high note. We have to end talking about music. Yeah. Sarah and Scott, one band that we haven't talked about yet that you think fans should see. We have been watching the growth of a singer-songwriter by the name of Noah Khan. And Noah is the current buzz whiz kid. He writes great songs, has an amazing voice, and he is somebody who we're very proud to present. And I think that he is here to stay. I think he's somebody that you're going to hear this year and continue to hear for years to come. So Noah Khan is a big pick for us. I do my best to never answer this question the same way because there's so many artists that are worthy of the answer. But I will say I'm pretty excited to see Earth, Wind & Fire. Oh. I've never seen them. And talk about music that lives in your soul. That is just something that is going to be really, really special. And I think that the vibe, it's a great Summerfest vibe. So I will say Earth, Wind & Fire. The sound of the horns right there on the lakefront. That is going to be fantastic. What's Sandy's pick? Yeah. There? I mean, knowing the music fan that you are, give us one of your sort of sleeper. My sleeper is going to be Wang Chung. Okay. All right. They are so fun. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, I haven't seen them in the past 15 years, but when I... There's enough of a gap there that you're allowed to say you haven't seen them. (laughs) But everybody have fun tonight. Who doesn't want to sing along with that? Thank you so much for your time, and happy 55th anniversary for Summerfest. Thank you, Sandy. This has been fun. Thank you. If you joined us late and would like to hear this entire Summerfest soundcheck full of music previews, updates on what's new at the big gig in 2023, and behind-the-scenes stories with the president of Milwaukee World Festival Incorporated, Sarah Smith-Pancary, and the director of entertainment of Milwaukee World Festival Incorporated, Scott Zeal, you can listen online. Go to WTMJ.com and share today's show with your friends and family. For the Summerfest soundcheck, I'm Sandy Max.